Hello, hello, and welcome to today's show. Today we're talking about behavior chains and how they accidentally get set up. Okay, accidentally these things start to build and routines start to happen. Whether we want them to or not, they're always going to happen. So how do we control when they happen, how they happen, and how we can actually influence them to our benefit? Thank you for tuning in. My name is Michael, owner of Matador Canine Brilliance and the host of Acknowledge Dogs Podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in today. If you like today's episode, please let me know on social media or just share it around to other people. I really do appreciate it. Without further ado, let's jump into it. Behavior chains and how they're accidentally created. Before we can talk about how they accidentally get created, we have to know what a behavioral chain is. Okay, sometimes this can be referred to as back chaining when we're actually trying to teach a behavior chain through training and, and trying to actually achieve a desired result. But a behavior chain is simply when one, I'm sorry, two or more behaviors are put together without another cue in between. So walking up to a door, the door being closed is the cue for you to open it, let's say. The first part of that behavior chain is recognizing the door is closed and that it can be opened. The second part is to send a neurological signal from your brain to your arm to reach towards the handle of the door. The third behavior is to pull or push relative to what the door allows. That is a behavioral chain. Those things go together. Now, that might be really minute of a behavioral chain, but these can extend to really complex behaviors. A behavioral chain, let's say, your alarm going off in the morning signifies for you to turn off the alarm, get out of bed, take a shower, brush your teeth, put on your work clothes, get in the car, turn the car on, drive to work, turn the car off, then going into work. I don't know where I went into a British accent there for going, but there we are. So that behavioral chain is a lot bigger and a lot more complex. And I didn't even break down all of the behaviors like parking your car and turning the wheel and stopping at red lights. But those behavioral chains is two or more behaviors getting smushed together without the need for another cue. Okay, so when we're talking about training our dog, let's say the cue is you putting your coat on and your dog now runs over to the front door and starts doing circles. That's a behavioral chain. Two things, running to the door, second behavior, start doing circles. Nothing else has changed besides you put your coat on. That's one stimulus for two or more behaviors getting put together. So when we want to actually do this intentionally, we could do what's called back chaining. So the first thing you would do if you were going to, let's say, hmm, teach your dog to go wait by the door. First, pick out what your stimulus, stimulus is so that we know where we're going. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to teach our dog to sit by the door. First step. Sit by the door, you get a treat. Sit by the door, you get a treat. Sit by the door, you get a treat. Now we're just going to move slightly away, and we're going to send our dog to the door and have them sit, regardless of where we're standing. That's important, right? Depending on the skill that we're trying to teach. Our dog has to go sit by the door. Great. Treat. Now we're going to teach them that when we pick up their harness, they should go run and sit by the door nice and quietly. They shouldn't be running around. They shouldn't be doing circles. Pick up the harness, they run to the door, sit, good, treat, now I go over, put the harness on, and we leave. That is a very productive and efficient behavioral chain. I have taught the dog that when I stimulate their excited parts of their brain, or they want to go do something outside, I've controlled the behavior that I want. I want them to be nice and relaxed by the front door. 
Great. Awesome. You can teach those things, which is insanely, insanely useful. Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Now, these chains happen accidentally, okay, and they happen all the time. Now, I've talked about this at great length with some clients who unfortunately just didn't didn't understand that there was more to what was going on than the simple behavior that was their issue. So I want to try to break this down as best as I can so that you can understand what exactly I'm talking about. Behavioral chains piece everything together. Okay, they they defy all laws of the ABC triangle because multiple behaviors happen at once until we get to the consequence. So it almost becomes one giant behavior. Okay, the ABC triangle, for those of you who haven't listened to my other podcasts, which you should go binge all of them right now. Right now, just put it on loop, put it on your Google Home, put it on your Alexa, just listen to it in the background. You will take so much knowledge in from these podcasts. But the ABC triangle is antecedent behavior consequence. And then the cycle repeats. Antecedent behavior consequence, antecedent behavior consequence. Your phone goes off, you pick up your phone, right? The antecedent is your phone going off. The behavior is you pick up your phone. The consequence is something good or bad. Either your mom called you and you missed 14 phone calls or you got a promotion at work and they emailed you that, okay? So you got rewarded for picking up your phone and you got rewarded for doing the behavior after the antecedent. Antecedent stimulates the behavior, starts the behavior, initiates the behavior, and the behavior is then a direct result or a direct proceeding to a consequence, whether it be good or bad. Consequence is just a action or something that happens after the behavior. That might have been confusing. My apologies. So antecedent behavior consequence, antecedent behavior consequence. Every episode, my voice just completely gives up on me right when we start, and I don't know why. (laughs) So thank you for sticking around this long for me to mess up. And maybe this is what some of you stick around for. You're like, I'm going to wait until exactly a couple minutes in where he messes up the words and then I'm good and I'm going to go on my way. Antecedent behavior consequence, antecedent behavior consequence. This breaks that law. It goes antecedent behavior, 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 then the consequence. So accidental behaviors that get added sometimes are even superficial. So it's not a part of what you actually want. Best example I can give for this is dogs that bark at you. After having done training before, they know the thing that you're asking them to do, but they bark anyway. My dog used to do this constantly, and he, in fact, never barked until I taught him how to bark on cue. Then we had to work on not barking, which is stimulus control, which we'll go about in another podcast. But I would ask for, let's say, sit or down. And right as I'm about to push the clicker, with my thumb. I'm, I'm just about to do it. He would bark as I pressed. Now he thinks barking is a part of that behavior. 
And if it happens one out of every 10 times, it's going to be randomized. And now I got to do that many more repetitions of sitting without the bark in it to get rid of this superstitious behavior. Superstitious to us, very clear to him. Well, one out of 10 times I bark, you reward it. So it's all good with me. That's not what I want. But there's a superstition around it. They think what I want is for them to bark. And that's not the case. Sometimes this is going to the front door and dogs doing circles. Yes, it is cute. Yes, it is exciting. But sometimes that can be a superstitious behavior. Your dog believes that spinning around in circles is the answer to going outside. Because if they don't spin around in circles, at some point, they never went outside. They go, okay, well, the way to get their attention is to be all crazy and excited. I'm going to do my circles, and now I get to go outside. So that can also be a part of an accidental behavior chain. So let's think about an example of an accidental behavior chain that you've probably seen every single day. You wake up in the morning, your dog gets up, they go to the kitchen, you go to the kitchen, okay? Or maybe you go to the kitchen and they follow you. They know the routine. You're going to feed them at some point. So they're going to nice, patiently wait in the kitchen. You've never taught them to patiently wait in the kitchen. They just seem to do it. Now you get the food bowl ready. They go to where they're going to be fed. If you feed them at the same place every single day, they're going to patiently wait there or they're going to bark at you or they're going to rub your feet or they're going to nudge into you. Whatever behaviors they're doing, this is a routine. This was not set about by you. You did not teach them to do this. This is just a routine that has been built in. You then feed them breakfast. They eat. Now they go sit on the couch. You go take a shower. You get ready for work. Now you let your dog out in the backyard. So when you come out of getting dressed, your dog is already excited and at the back door. They've learned that when you come out, boom, now I go to the back door and I simply wait. Now these are, this is kind of getting muddled into not taught cues. These are things that just happen, automatic cues, if you will, where our dog is just, they recognize these cues and they do these behaviors, but there's a, such a bigger scope of it, Okay because these behaviors are getting fused together in order to get one result. I go to the back door, I sit at the back door, I start to do my circles, then you open the back door. It's one reward for a multitude of different behaviors, getting off the couch, going across the room, sitting, spinning in circles, barking, jumping up, running around you, running back to the couch, and then running back. That routine is a behavioral chain, and it can be overwhelming to a dog, and in fact, can make them more excited and less obedient and less focused if they're too excited. So that's a problem when we get into other things, like going to the dog park. Here's a great example of an accidental behavioral chain. Put the harness on the dog, open the front door, walk to the car. If your dog never goes in the car besides going to the dog park, this is a behavioral chain. The only thing the only thing they're focused on right now is getting to the dog park because they know the only thing that ever gets them to the dog park is going in the car. Now, there's a possibility of going to the vet, but if nine out of 10 times they're going to the dog park, they're not thinking about the one time to go to the vet, right? Unless they're a nervous dog and they really don't like the vet, but I digress. So that behavioral chain of putting the harness on, going out the front door, walking to the car, getting put in the car, now driving down a very particular set of roads, getting to the dog park. You then get to the dog park. You tell them, sit, wait, stop, sit. Sit, I gotta put I gotta put the leash on you. I got stop 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 moving. Stop moving. Stop moving. I gotta put the I gotta put the leash on you. Stop. We can't go to the dog park. So you sit, right? 
That's all part of the behavioral chain. Everything they're doing is a part of the behavioral chain. Everything. Okay? And if you stop them before they they start doing that, you are at a level above so many. If you stop them from doing all that fumbo mumbo jumbo, moving around, spinning in circles, nipping your hands, spinning the... And then you start to realize, why do they do this? It's because every time they do it, you end up getting the leash on, you end up taking them out of the car, and they end up going to the dog park. All of that got rewarded, right? Behavioral chains end in one reward. I'm sure they can end in more than one, but in most cases, they're going to end in one. So getting out of the house, going in the car, getting to the park, doing this funny dance, whatever it may be, spinning around in circles, going on one window to the next window, barking at somebody, barking at you, right? Start to start to track this down. Now, dog trainers are amazingly good at this because we see it all the time. So we'll go, okay, I've seen that pattern before on another dog, and I'm sure this dog has done it yesterday and the day before and the day before. And because we're so cognizant of it, we notice it super quickly. The average individual just doesn't pay attention to those things. They're paying attention to getting their dog into the park without their dog running loose. So I want you to think about those and maybe even write them down. Say, okay, what did he do today? Well, he turned to the right, and then he turned to the left, and then he did a play bow, and then he mouthed my hand, and then I was able to put the leash on. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to see if he does the exact same thing. Now, he might do, you know, turn to the right, turn to the left, instead of turn to the left, turn to the right, but he's doing two circles, two spins, play bow, mouth my hand, I put the leash on. Okay, the next day, two spins, play bow, mouth my hand, put the leash on. That is a pattern that is going to keep going if you don't train something else. That's just, it's a behavioral chain that has happened by accident, right? You didn't set out to teach that. Maybe you did at some point, right? You might have taught those skills in that order. Spin circle, you know, spin to the left, spin to the right, play bow, done, treat. And that's just the routine that your dog has now added in. That, that's a possibility. But most of the time, these are just accidental behaviors that our dogs kind of put together and we run into the problem of now having to fix it. So to fix it, you're going to determine what the stimulus is that, or what the cue is that prompts this behavioral chain. In this case, it's the dog park. Now you could start this all the way back at the house to calm your dog down. And this is where the old... Um, being alpha over your dog started. Oh, well, my dog has to listen to me before we go out the house. Yes, that is correct. However, if your dog listens to you in the house, but then you go outside and everything changes, what's the point of doing that whole step in the first place? Right? Your dog should be used to working with you inside and outside. It's completely, completely different. So starting at that part sets the tone, at least this is what they used to say, it sets the tone for the rest of the event. Sets the tone for the walk. Sets the tone for going to the dog park. It doesn't. What you've done is broken the behavioral chain that your dog is accustomed to. And now they don't know what the chain is. They don't know what the next behavior is. And that's typically what happens. So I'll go back for a second. When you have a behavioral chain, let's say we'll do our simple spin to the left, spin to the right, play bow. What's crazy about this is after those three behaviors, your dog gets a treat. But... When you're training this, when you're intentionally training this, and an accidental, the behavior ends up being the cue for the next behavior, which ends up being the reward for the last behavior. So spinning to the left, okay, spinning to the left, spinning to the right, play bow, get the treat. Spinning to the left 
is now the cue to spin to the right. And spinning to the left is the reward for spinning to the right. Crazy, right? Now, spinning to the right is the cue for the play bow, but it's also the reward for the play bow. And then the play bow, I'm sorry, spinning to the right is the cue for the play bow, and the play bow's reward is the treat. Super crazy. Super crazy. Really awesome, but super crazy. <laughs> so once you break that cycle, spinning to the left, okay, they get nothing. You've stopped them from doing the spin to the right. They get nothing. Now they don't know where to go next because there's no cue that tells them to do the next behavior. So when you're standing in the door and you stop your dog from getting all excited and crazy, you've simply stopped the behavioral chain. You've cut it off at the beginning, which is what I want you to do in some cases, especially when you want to fix certain behaviors. But in other cases, I want you to think about it not as it being an alpha, but stopping your dog from going through these behaviors that they're accustomed to going through. The superstitious behaviors, the accidental behavior chain. That's what they've done. So you stop them there, and now you have to give them, <clears throat> excuse me, now you have to give them a new set of behavioral skills to do, which are typically super boring, right? Oh, I'm going to have my dog lay down, and I'm just going to reward him for laying down. Sure, you can do that. That's insanely boring, if you ask me, right? What I would do is, and this is what I do do, I taught my dogs to go to the car on the cue car or go home. When I say go home, I've taught them to do things so that they have a job in mind because they are very hyper and overly excited dogs. They have a lot of energy. And so when I get home from the dog park or wherever we're going, I'll open up the trunk. I'll open up the crate. And I say, go home. They jump out of the crate. They run straight to the front door and they sit waiting for me patiently. That's a behavioral chain. Jump out of the car on cue run to the house, sit, and wait at the door. Now I can close the trunk. I can do what I want. I know my dogs are totally fine by the front door. They're not going anywhere. I go back to the front door, open it up. I tell them to go inside. You can do the same thing, having them go from the front door to the car and then into the back seat and then relax. So you would break that up. So I'd say, okay, I'm going to teach first. I have to sit at the front door. I'm going to teach my dog to go to the car when I say the word car. And I'm going to teach my dog to jump up into the car when I tell them to hop it up. Now that they've jumped into the car, I'm going to tell them to relax or lay down. This is just repetition. You do this over and over and over again. And then you start to phase out the cues verbally. So sit just pauses them for a moment. You say, go to the car. Now it depends on what you want to do. You could either keep all those verbal cues in. You can go to the car, hop it up, lay down. You can do that. Or you could add a completely new cue to this. Okay, so you would just say, go to the car. They would run to the car, and now you're just going to wait. Now, out of habit, they're probably going to look at you and go, well, I'm just going to try the next thing because I know what's coming. This is what's happened every single time we've done this. So they're going to jump up into the car. You're going to continue to wait, and you, or you could reward that, and you could break it up. And then in the next training session, you would reward them for calming down and relaxing on without the cue. But then you just wait, and when they go in, they lay down, and you give them a treat then. That becomes a behavioral chain. And this can also work against you. This can be built in, this behavioral chain, when you don't want it to. Again, we're talking about accidental behavioral chains here. But if your dog loves going to the dog park and they've learned that when you open the front door and the car door, they run into the car, they jump, they sit down, and now they're expecting to go to the dog park, when in actuality, you just needed to get their leash so you could take them on a walk. 
you could run into the problem where they don't want to get out of the car because they want to go to the dog park. And they're like, well, I deserve my reward. I did exactly what you've trained me to do, accidentally or intentionally. And we run into that kind of problem, but I digress. <laughs> so these accidental rewards can be wonderful if done correctly, if you actually spend the time to teach it correctly. And they can be really frustrating if you don't. And if you don't pick up on these things, they can be even worse. Okay? These kind of behavioral chains will always stack on each other. Behaviors in general stack on each other. So let's say you're doing an obedience routine. You do the same obedience routine every single day. You ask your dog to sit, you ask your dog to down, then you ask your dog to sit, then you ask him to down, then you ask him to speak, then you ask him to do a spin. All of those things are going to get pushed into one behavior and your dog's just going to start running through them. Your dog's anticipating what they should be doing instead of listening, right? It all comes together. It all comes together. This is why you got to listen to all the podcast episodes. It all comes together. This is stimulus control. My dog doing what I asked them to do when I asked them to do it and not before, right? This is anticipation and making sure that your routines are scheduled and organized so that you're not running into the problem of having your dog anticipate the next behavior, okay? And the ABC triangle. You got to go back and you got to listen to all these podcast episodes. They go through all of this. I, I give you so much free information that if you took it and you really wrote it down and you studied it and you understood it, you'd never need to hire a dog trainer, which is going to put me out of a job at some point. But yeah, it is what it is, okay? Maybe I'll, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I didn't train dogs, but is what it is. So, right, you got to you got to understand these behaviors get put together. If you could if you can gain that one piece from this episode, that would be millions to you. These behaviors get put together whether you want them to or not. Especially if you do not break them apart in your training session intentionally. Okay? I'll tell you a quick, a quick behavioral chain that Hawk has picked up on. He will stand in front of his crate when I tell him to go in there, which his cue is box. He will stand in front of the crate, and when I say box, he will look at me, look back at the crate, look at me, look back at the crate, and then go in the crate. He's never done this before. This is a new skill. But there was a couple of times where I rewarded it. So now he thinks that that is the behavioral chain. Look at me, look at you, look at me, right? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, then go into the crate. The way I fix this is by giving the cue, box, and waiting for him to go in immediately. So I have to, and because this is response to the cue I actually use to get him in there, I have to reward him the second he looks at the crate. We basically have to start from square one. And build up his confidence again because he's confused and unsure of what the expectation is and he's put all of these behaviors together and that's just not what it's supposed to be. I say the word box, you go immediately into the crate and you go all the way to the back of the crate, turn around and lay down. He's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, okay, now I'll go in. So he's picked up on these weird, weird superstitious behaviors that he's put together into one giant behavior, which is not what we want. If you are struggling with understanding what's going on with your dog and how these behaviors are going together, just write it down. Get out a notebook, write down everything your dog is doing, 
and see if there is any common denominator. Is there anything that happens over and over and over again that you could go, okay, well, I could fix that. I could change that. I could alter that just a little bit. I could get rid of this bad behavior. I could change this bad behavior. Right, my dog jumps up when we get to the back door. Can I teach them to sit? Right, can, I, can I just move these things around and teach my dog to do something else that would be more efficient, less chaotic? And you'll actually see that your dog starts to pick up on these a lot faster because they become automatically rewarding. The thing that they know is coming, right? going outside, going to the park, getting their food bowl, they know these things are coming. And so you end up not having to reward them for every single behavior anymore. You just have to reward them at the end, if that. Right? We talk about variable scheduling and things like that. So you could even do that on top of this, and then you'd never have to reward your dog again. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you found it useful, please let me know on social media and share it with friends and family. I want to let you know that we are having a book come out on February 5th. It's called The Dog Training Cheat Codes Book. I wrote it myself, and it is a fantastic, fantastic read. I'm going to be posting a lot more about the book through our social media platforms. And if you want to be on the wait list to make sure that you get the copies first, head over to matadorcanine.com or click on the link in the description and make sure that you sign up so I can get you the book as soon as possible and so I know how many books to print. That way we don't run out of books. So please let me know if you're interested in that. It's the Dog Training Cheat Codes book by yours truly, Michael Aceta. Matador Canine, brilliance, acknowledge dogs. Thank you. I'll see you guys next episode.